0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Feather on Football podcast with me, Luke Feather. Today I've got a special guest. I'm joined by Sky Sports football reporter Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio, thank you, thank you for joining me.
1: Hello, hello. Big pleasure. Really, thank you for the invitation and ready to, to answer to your questions. <laughs>
0: um, so, obviously, this month must be really busy for you as well, uh, with the January transfer window being open. Um, how are you finding it so far and is it has it been as busy as you've expected it to be or has it been quiet?
1: Yes, but quite just because I was expecting it just because, you know, with the pandemic it's a complicated situation for top clubs and top clubs move the market, so it's normal. If you don't have top clubs working like Real Madrid and Barcelona and top clubs in England and the same here in Italy, it's really complicated to move with with top players. So with the pandemic, they can't do anything big just because they can't plan for next summer, for example. uh, They don't know about the stadium when the people will be back at the stadium. And the same situation also with the merchandising is a complicated situation for top clubs so they can plan for the future and that's why going with big deals in January is getting really complicated so I was expecting this kind of of window and I I think in the coming weeks something will happen just because you know it's easier when you arrive to the last week to try for loan deals swap deals this kind of solution but at the moment it's really really complicated
0: so of of course like traditionally the the January window doesn't usually have the bigger deals I know we've had Players like Bruno Fernandes last year, but that was a big deal for January. Um, so how, do do you feel like because it's mid-season that, um, as well as the COVID pandemic, obviously that we're not getting the big transfers that we might usually get, or do you think it's just the fact that it's the, it's the January window and people don't? Uh,
1: Your idea about January transfer window is perfect just because it's it's, it's really like this. So the clubs don't do anything big. As you say, Bruno Fernandes was like something unusual in football. So you don't see top clubs moving for this kind of players in January. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's always been like this. But this year with the pandemic, uh, I'm surprised just because also when some clubs need something, and for example, look at also clubs that need selling players like for example Inter with Christian Eriksen we're talking about an amazing player and they still in 15 days in January they haven't received any bid for Christian Eriksen we're talking about a player who was playing a Champions League final like two years ago so we're talking about the top player and he has no bids because it's a complicated situation so yes January has always been complicated but the clubs were ready to have to be fast on the opportunities you know so if some opportunities and loan deals some good player on the market they were ready in this case they can't move also on this kind of opportunities so so you can see clubs like Liverpool uh, having big problems in defence and they are not signing anyone just because they want to have a big opportunity or nothing. So in this moment, it's getting more complicated than you can expect in normal January window.
0: Do you think that can become frustrating for the players as well? Like you mentioned Christian Eriksen, obviously a, a brilliant footballer and he's not getting the game time that he, that he deserves at Inter Milan really. Uh, do, you, so do you think he'll be getting frustrated with the current situation? Yes,
1: yes, I would say yes, just because, you know, and for players like Christian Eriksen, but I can mention many others like, I don't know, Dele Alli, for example, or, or other ones, and for sure they're frustrated just because you're not playing, you want space, you want to leave the club, and Dele Alli wants to leave the club, and Eriksen wants to leave the club, but they don't receive any bid just because the clubs who want them, they are waiting until the last week, so probably they are waiting for a loan deal. And at the moment they are not playing, they are frustrated with the manager, they are frustrated like Ericsson with Conte. So it's really, really complicated, not just for the clubs, but also with the players. But we have also to mention that, remember that the lucky people in this situation are always the players, just because, okay, they are playing, it's not as easy for everyone to be ready at work in this moment in the world, but the clubs are losing money, They are losing money with the stadium, they are losing money with the merchandising, but they are still playing the salaries to the players and nothing has changed. So also look at free agents asking 14 or 12 or 15 million euros per season after taxes. So they would never stop. And that's why I would say they are lucky. So that's it.
0: Um, So despite it being potentially a more quiet window than usual, there's still been a fair amount of rumours, as there always will be in the transfer window. So, But one of the big ones that's really caught my eye is uh, Upa Meccano at Leipzig. Um, obviously, there's a lot of speculation about him at the minute with his uh, release clause as well. Um, so one thing I was wondering about is release clause, because I saw that um, Leipzig wouldn't be willing to let him leave this window, but the, uh, the release clause could be activated in the summer. Is, that, is there any truth in that or could it be activated now?
1: No, no, no. Only in the summer. All the release clothes with Leipzig and with Red Bull Group are available in in summer. So yes, this is the situation. And, you know, Red Bull Leipzig, they don't need money just because they have money and they have amazing players ready to be sold like next summer or when they want. So they have no problem with this kind of situation. Obviously, they have problems at as all many other clubs but it's not so big for example look at what's going on with Barcelona so Leipzig are in a good situation and for example selling a player like Upamecano in the middle of the season we're talking about a top centre-back but also a leader for the the squad so it would be terrible to sell him right now and they want to try also in the Champions League this year to do something big again so that's why they say okay we stay with Upamecano till the end of the season and then who will pay the close will get the player so this will be the situation next summer many clubs are interested like Liverpool and Chelsea and Manchester United and Bayern Munich for sure just because Bayern Munich want to keep him in the Bundesliga they know that he's perfect for the Bundesliga so yeah. always Bayern Munich try to, to, to sign these kind of players and it will be an amazing race just because they need to negotiate just with the player and not with the club and it will be the key in my opinion but for sure it will be for next summer just because in January is impossible
0: Okay, and another young defender that's potentially on the move, this one looks like it's gathering, gathering speed, is uh, Chelsea's Tamori, Keira Tamori. Um, there's been links with him with AC Milan. Has anything developed there that you know of?
1: Yes, it's true that AC Milan are looking for a centre-back. They want a young one, so a talented one. They were trying for Simak and for Strasbourg, but this player has had an injury and he will be out for two months. So that's why Asimiland are now talks with Chelsea for Tomori. Uh, they wanted to buy this kind of player and not just a loan. So that's why they are still talking, trying to understand the situation with the player and with the club. The player would be happy to join AC milan but he has also some opportunities in the Premier League on loan, like with Newcastle. So also the player has to decide about his future with Chelsea. But for sure AC milan are interested in this kind of player. They're looking for a centre-back. They have a new policy in the club since last year, going for young players, young talents, uh, investing money on young talents. And they are first on the table here in Serie A. Italy so they are on the right way and they will sign a centre back this, this winter This winter, but I don't know if it will be Tomori just because they want to buy him and Tottenham and Chelsea sorry, would like to, to loan out him so it's up to the club and it's up also to the player.
0: Yeah it, it really sounded, um, Frank Lampard today in his press conference was talking very highly about Tomori, obviously he took him on loan with him uh, when he went to Derby and then he sort of introduced him to the first team squad so he he looks like he really highly rates him anyway. So, um, um. But across moving across London, there's been a lot of speculation as well. Obviously in the north of London, uh, specifically with Mesut Özil, has uh, been, been any developments there.
1: Yes, just because obviously it's over for Mesut Ozil with, with Arsenal. So we know that he's out of from the squad. So obviously it's over. And they hope to sell him just because or to terminate his contract, just because they need to sign new players, a quality midfielder and selling players in this window, in this market is so important to sign new ones. So that's why Arsenal are trying to find a solution. They are negotiating with the agent of Mesut Ozil to terminate the contract and let him go to, to Fenerbahce. The main problem is that he has a big salary so at the moment he doesn't want to lose anything of this salary so or Arsenal will have him to, to, to get the money till the end of the season till the end of the contract and he joins Fenerbahce or Fenerbahce have to pay for this for this money but Fenerbahce don't have the possibility of paying like 70.5 million euros per season so it's really really complicated situation of me and seal. but they are still in talks they are negotiating just because Fenerbahce wants him he wants to join Fenerbahce he has also an opportunity in the MLS with the City United so he wants to play he wants to be back on the pitch and in my opinion he deserves to be back on the pitch to be Mesut Ozil, as we know him so he needs to play but at the moment the situation is not resolved yet so negotiations are on Fenerbahce are really confident they can find a solution because as I told you before at the start of the window clubs say no, no I don't want to sell the player I want the money and everything but at the end of the window where you're right to the last week to the last days the position can change that because they need to, to to sign a new one and so selling player is important and that's why I think at the end Fenerbahce can get Mesutosil if they will fix this situation with the salary.
0: so Uh, As for Arsenal then, because uh, a lot has been made about how Ozil's not been in the squad and how they seem to have been lacking a creative midfielder. But in the last couple of weeks, we've seen uh, Emile Smith-Rowe come into the team. Is Arsenal still in the market for a creative midfielder? Maybe someone like Arouar, who who they were linked with in the summer? Or is uh, Smith-Rowe just being promoted to their
1: are yeah, they're, they're still looking for this kind of player. You know, they were also trying for Soboslai, then joined Leipzig, but they were trying really for, for Dominic Soboslai. And also, Awar has always been the first target for Arsenal. So uh, they love him. Their convenience would be perfect in the midfield. The problem is that Lyon are asking for 60 million euros. They are having an amazing season. They want to be back in the Champions League. So at the moment, with the president of Lyon, Olaz, it's really difficult to negotiate in January for this kind of player. imagine that... Look at the situation of Depay, for example. He has just some months of contract and the president is not letting him go if he doesn't have this money. So imagine for a while, he has a contract. And last summer, also, the player was waiting for Arsenal to make a bid. But Lyon always asked around 50 or 60 million euros. So in January it would be really difficult to sign this kind of player. I expect something different for Arsenal, player with a different price, like Buendia can be an option from Norwich. We will see because at the moment there is no official bid for Buendia from Arsenal. But for sure, when they will sign, sell other players. You mentioned Ozil, we have to see also the situation with many other players like Papastatopoulos and Mustafi, and they did it with Saliba on loan and with Kolasinac. So, selling players and learning out players is so important in this moment to sign new ones. So, immediately after, they will go for the quality midfielder, yes.
0: And, um, well, sticking in North London, uh, we've, we've touched on him briefly, but Dele Ali obviously, is not getting the game time that he would like, either at Tottenham. Um, there's been a lot of A lot of talk, maybe just rumours linking in with PSG, especially now Maurizio Pochettino has taken over at PSG. Is that something that you could see happening or would that be a loan deal maybe or a permanent deal or...?
1: Only loan deal
0: for Dele Alli. So Tottenham won't consider a
1: permanent deal for Dele Alli at this moment. They only open on a possible loan deal, but they want the right conditions. So it's not easy to negotiate with Daniel Levy. The president of Tottenham is the most difficult person in transfers for negotiation. So it's really, really difficult. And, and they only only have 15 days. So it will be really difficult to find an agreement for Dele Alli. What I'm told is that the player is still pushing. He wants to leave. He wants to have a new opportunity, he wants to play, and in my opinion, it's normal, we're we're talking about a talented midfielder, so he needs to play, and that's why he's pushing, he's still hoping to leave the club probably on loan, and we will see if it will be Paris Saint-Germain or another club, just because from Paris Saint-Germain, obviously, there is interest just because of Pochettino and many things, but also other clubs are looking at the situation of of Dele Alli. He's waiting. He's just waiting for the green light for Tottenham. We will see if we'll arrive because with Daniel Levy, you can have anything guaranteed till you sign the contract. So the situation is still open, but Dele wants to leave. And when a player wants to leave, he's going to try till the last days of the window.
0: Yeah. Um, and then um, one player with a slightly different situation, because he's a free agent at the minute, is um, Diego Costa, Spanish striker, obviously left Atletico Madrid this month. And um, has there been any updates as to what his next call might be? I know there, was, there were there was sort of talks about Wolves, but that seems to have cooled off a little bit.
1: No, he's not receiving anything from Wolves and the same for Arsenal and English clubs. You know, he received a bid from Ali Hilal to go to Arabic football and he's, he's just waiting right now. Ali Lal and also Chinese football clubs are trying to sign him. Uh, also some Brazilian clubs was calling him. So they are like trying with Diego because, as you say, he's an amazing free agent. We're talking about a, a top striker and he would be ready for a new chapter. What I'm told is that Diego is waiting also with Ali Hilal and with many other clubs because he would like to have a new opportunity in the Premier League. So he's like waiting for a top club, calling him, having the opportunity, you know. And if everything can can happen when you have a free agent like this. Also, if you have some injury, uh, you can go with Diego Costa like tomorrow morning and signing him. So he's just waiting. Also with his family, he will decide the next destination. But for sure, he's hoping for Premier League. If nothing will arrive for Premier League, he can go also to other countries, as we mentioned with Ali Lalla and many other clubs.
0: Um- so another interesting thing about January is um, it's it's the first month where players whose contracts are expiring can start to uh, negotiate with other clubs and begin to strike deals for the next club. Um, and there are some big names available this summer, potentially, you know, Messi, Aguero, Sergio Ramos. Um, w- which of these sort of big names can you see leaving their clubs in the summer?
1: Yes, I would say the first one is David Alaba, in my opinion. He's probably the one who has decided to leave Bayern Munich 100% and he wants to change. And Real Madrid are leading the race just because they're negotiating with the player, with his agent. His dream is to play for Real Madrid. So uh, Alaba has good opportunities to leave Bayern Munich, really huge opportunities to leave Bayern Munich and to be the best, in my opinion, free agent, apart of Leo Messi, obviously, in in the next market. And about the situation, also Liverpool are interested, eh? but Real Madrid are leading the race, so we will see what's going on. And also with the situation of Sergio Ramos, we have to pay attention because his priority is to stay at Real Madrid. He would love to stay at Real Madrid to be the, the captain to play in the new Bernabeu. So his dream is to stay, but he wants two years of contract and Real Madrid are offering just one year of contract, the same of Luka Modric, for example. So Luka Modric has, has accepted to stay for one year, but Sergio Ramos wants two years of contract. So they are negotiating in this moment and we will see if he will leave Real Madrid, pay attention to Paris Saint-Germain because they are interested. But... Sergio Ramos, a free agent, would be amazing to see also other clouds trying for him, for sure. And Leo Messi will wait till the situation of the new president, just because he wants to wait for the elections of Barcelona to meet the new president. We know that he had Terrible period with Bartomeu, so he wants to look at the new project, the new board, if he will arrive a new manager next summer or not, uh, the new incoming players, what's the project of the club. He wants to win. Leo Messi only wants to win. He would love to stay in Barcelona, but with a winning project. If the project will be different, he would be ready to change and if Leo Messi will change, will be the biggest one. So for sure, we have a lot of names also here in Italy with Chalhanoglu and Donnarumma, with AC Milan. They are amazing players and they are with six months of contract, but they are both negotiating with AC Milan to extend their contract. So I expect them to stay.
0: So we touched on Messi slightly there. Uh, the interested, I'd be interested to see, is he more interested in a sort of, he wants to be a part of another Champions League winning team or would he be willing to stick around while younger players came in? you know um someone like Eric garcia who is meant to be coming from uh man city so would he be willing to stick around and sort of nurture the younger players or does he want a quick sort of resolve
1: oh your your question is perfect um at the moment i don't know just because obviously he wants to talk with the club and to see the project so we have just to wait this but i would say that leo uh, you know what well, i am told by people around messi he would love to be in in a club where he can see something like it was with Luis Suarez and Neymar playing with this kind of players. Then the age is a problem. Yes, for sure for Barcelona, they are going for young talents, but also important players. Uh, experienced players are key to win something and to win the Champions League. Yeah, he is really tired with the situation in the Champions League. You know, with Barcelona having difficult moments like last summer with Bayern Munich and many others with Roma, with Liverpool, and many others this, last years. So he wants to change the situation, and Leo is convinced that you can do it with talented players. The age is a team, as you say, is a topic, but for sure, having talented players is the key. So he would like to have something back like this kind of players. And yeah. but. Really, in this moment for Barcelona is a terrible situation by financial side, as Leo said. And this is really true just because they can't sign players if they don't sell players. Uh, it's really difficult in this moment to buy top players for Barcelona to go with big wages. They need to change the situation of the salaries. Of the players they can't pay like 20 million euros or 30 million euros for a player per season after taxes so it's really difficult for barcelona i think it will be really difficult to convince leo messi but it's up to new president so let's see who will be what project he will have what manager he will decide and then we understand more about leo Messi.
0: so that sort of tying in with uh, the eric garcia situation do you think that he'll do you think it's off the table for him to join this uh, this window when they could get him for free in the summer he-
1: It's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. It's up to the new president because without the new president and new board, you can't sign any contract. But with this board, he has the total agreement. He said that he wants to join Barcelona. Also Manchester City with Pep Guardiola, they were trying to convince him, pushing him to to sign a new contract also with an important bid for for the player. But Eric wants to join Barcelona. So he's joining Barcelona 100% next summer. But if Barcelona will offer around 10 million euros, they can sign him also right now. So it will depend if they will sell some players, if they will sell some solution for Players for sure, they can try for Gracia. I think when they have, will have the new president in the coming days, we will understand also for Ric. But 100% is joining Barcelona because he has decided and he has the agreement.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so just moving on from the transfer window for now, uh, you've managed to well build a, a huge reputation uh, within the football community, um, you. Uh, especially um, you know the online football community on Twitter. Um, uh, but how did? How did your like career in sports journalism begin?
1: This is a good story, just because, first of all, thank you for your words. And <laughs> uh, I, I always had a dream in, of working in football, you know, uh, yeah. but I wasn't really like ready to play as a football player, obviously. <laughs> I was terrible. So that's why I, I decided to go for journalism. I always like the word around transfers more than on the pitch journalism, you know. I don't know why it was just my passion to have like transfers. I was dreaming with my club signing players, so I always had this dream, always playing like FIFA and Football Manager. and Signing players yes. for me was more exciting than playing matches. So like building the club wasn't something amazing for me. And I started like uh, with I remember with a small website here in Italy. So I had this opportunity like sending an email. It was so normal. So I was like 17, 16. I sent an email to this small website. They gave me the opportunity of trying of starting. And I remember one day, one agent called me to help him on this website to make an article about some young talents playing in Barcelona Academy. They were so young in age like 15 players and 15 years old. So really, really young. And he asked me to help him. I still don't know how he had my phone number because I was no one. So really, I don't know how I was so young. I was 16. And he asked me to try. He was Italian living in Barcelona. And I helped him with some players like Icardi and Deulofeu. They were playing with the young team of Barcelona, yeah. and he, I helped him. Then he brought um, he was tried with with Ricardi to to set to Sandoria here in Italy, and then to Inter. So my first news was 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 about Mauricardi to Inter. And thanks to him and my help to him. And that's how I started. I felt something special around the transfer window, the transfer market. So I started with this contact with this source, and I gone with many others going around the city here in Milano. You can meet with new people. Then I joined Sky Sport like when I was 18, two years after this, this story. And that's it. That's how I started. Then I decided to share my news also on social media. I was convinced that the future is on social media more than on papers or on TV. I'm working with papers and with TV, but I see the future on social media. So I'm spending my time on social media, like sharing and not having anything like money from this, from social media. But I like it just because you have the content with people, you know, with the fans and I really like it. So that's how we started and then respecting people like fans, sources, agents, directors, players, is the key to be successful, in my opinion.
0: Well, it's, it's some it's some transfer to start with, a card to, to Inter Milan. But...
1: Yes, yes. It was an amazing story because the agent told me about this, this transfer. It was November and the transfer was for the summer. So imagine I said, how is possible? You are telling me this player is joining Inter next summer and we are in November and everything can change in seven months in football. And he told me, trust me, Cardi is going to Inter. And I told him, okay, you are my first source. So I how I can say no? And it was correct.
0: Very good, um, and of course we can't talk about your Twitter without mentioning. Here we go, because it, it's it's become something of a phenomenon on football Twitter. Um, so where did this begin, and did you imagine it would take off? How it is, how it has done?
1: Oh, it was totally casual. I was I wasn't planning to have like a benchmark or something. Mine, really, uh, I was never planning something like this. Um, I always was talking, I remember, about the transfer. I still don't remember what transfer it was, but on Twitter I was like updating day by day on this transfer. It was about Manchester United, I remember, and I was updating and uh, tweeting. And till the day they finalized the deal, so it was done. And I tweeted, OK, it's a done deal. And many people were saying, OK, Fabrizio, uh, we can say it's done. And I said, yes, finally, here we go. It was like saying, OK, finally, it's fine. I'm tweeting like by one month on this transfer. And, and many people also for other transfer in the coming days, also from other clubs, Chelsea, Manchester City, Arsenal, saying Fabrizio, okay, we can say here we go, it's done the only say we go. So it started like this. It was totally casual. I was liking it just because I was saying, okay, let's try, let's do it. And and really it's been something amazing. It was casual. I've been really lucky with this, but I like it, you know. I like the also the way the people feel is Really positive. Uh, what I like is when agents or directors of football or players call me and they told me we like you because you do a positive communication, you know, around the club, around the players. And I try to do my best about it, never doing with something that can create problems to players or to the clubs, but being always honest with people.
0: And um, over, well, over the last over. The- well, over the years, you've covered some of the biggest transfers in European football. You know, Kai Havertz transfer last year, uh, Paul Pogba transfer, the Jaden Sancho saga um, last uh, last summer. Has there been one story or one transfer for you that stuck out from the rest as the most interesting or the most exciting to cover?
1: Uh, for sure, Bruno Fernandes' last window was in January was was really amazing for me, just because there was some feelings around the fans. You know, when you feel the fans that are like. I feel like it's in the stadium okay we are on Twitter on Instagram on social media but you feel like we are in the stadium because it's like they are waiting for a goal scoring like chanting and waiting for a goal is the same for the transfer when they have the big names and with Bruno it was like six months asking me Fabrizio but Bruno is coming he's coming he's coming and the summer it was terrible for me to say no guys I know there are a lot of rumors but he's not coming so it was really difficult to say no because they were pressing me and they wanted to say yes but it was a no and then in January, when I had the news and I can share the photos of Bruno living in, in the airport and everything with the agent, it was amazing for me. So I would say Bruno Fernandes and also Havers, you mentioned Havers, for me has been amazing just because uh, I received the news of Avers. It was I was with my friends, like having a dinner with three of my friends and it was the night of the Champions League final, you know, so I was a bit relaxed. I say, OK, during the Champions League final, nothing is going to happen. Everyone in the world of football is looking at the match, so no problem. And then at the half time, my source called me and told me, Fabrizio, it's done deal for Havers. Tomorrow you can say, here we go. I said, how is possible? And people may trust me. Today they completed everything and Chic will go to buy a Leverkusen to be the replacement of the Havers. I said, okay, wow. Well. and the day after I was checking with the clubs and everything was confirmed, and I said, here we go, but the deal was announced like two weeks later, and I had people pressing me for two weeks, why it's not official, why why Fabrizio? And they said, you have to wait, because with official announcement, I can do anything. I can just look at the Twitter profile as you do, because I don't know about official announcement, but I try to do my best with the transfer, yes.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, especially with the Havertz transfer, I remember seeing, uh, after you tweeted, here we go, it seemed like every time you tweeted, there was always a Chelsea fan in the comments saying, why has is, it not been announced today? Why has yes, it not been yes, announced?" Yes, yes, so So, um, um just to finish, then uh, I've got some names written down. I've got six names. Uh, a lot of, a few of them have been at the centre of a bit of speculation, uh, whether that's in the past summer or potentially for this summer. Um, so, i just like a quick prediction over where you think of what you think might happen to this player over the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so starting off, uh, West Ham with Declan Rice.
1: Chelsea want him. They always wanted him. And he wants to join Chelsea. But West Ham want 80 million euros. So at the moment, it's really difficult for January. But next summer, for sure, Chelsea, I think will they will try again. Then we will see also for the manager. Because if Lamper will stay or, or if you change the idea with another manager, we will see
0: sticking with that, do you, do, you think, do you think Chelsea will back Lampard or, or do you think... Yes, they... they are
1: back in Lampard, but he needs to, to, to change the situation, obviously. They are still back in Lampard also in the last weeks, but he needs to change, yes.
0: Um, one that's been in the papers today being linked to Barcelona, um, Erling Haaland.
1: I think we will hear rumours about Haaland for the next six months and also for the coming years if Borussia Dortmund will keep him because really every top club want Haaland. Every top club. Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern, every top club. So also English club, obviously, Manchester United, Manchester City. They are all interested in Holland. So for sure Barcelona, yes, but Barcelona has not a president right now. Yeah. So it will depend who will be the president. They will go to the election, they will decide, and then there will be a new board and everything. We will see, but it's nothing advanced yet.
0: Okay. Uh, his teammate, Jaden Sancho, do you think Man United might go back in for him?
1: Yes, I think next summer it will be an interesting race. Not just with Man United, also with other clubs. I don't know at the moment, just because the situation obviously is quite after last summer. But Manchester United had the agreement with the player and with his agent, so for sure they will try again. I think next summer.
0: Uh, another player that's been linked with Manchester United uh, seems like most players are anyway. Uh, Jack Jack Grealish.
1: Ah, he could be linked also with the many other clubs just because, in my opinion, he's a fantastic player. I can't yeah. understand why he's not in a top team. But uh, yes, next summer he will leave, in my opinion, he's ready to to go to a top club. And yes, he's in the list of many clubs. I think we have to see also what's going on with the pandemic, you know, because yeah. if the situation will continue like this, for Manchester United it would be impossible to sign both Sancho and Grealish. So they have to decide for a top target and then going for other players. Um we will see also for other clubs because also Manchester City and many other clubs are looking at him.
0: Uh, sticking with Man United again, uh, Paul Pogba?
1: I think he's leaving the club. He's leaving the club just because now he's happy, you know, with Paul, his great situation after Raiola speaking. Now he's going so well on the pitch. But next summer, if an important bid will arrive and Manchester United will ask around 100, 100 million euros, so it won't be so easy. But we will see if Real Madrid, if Juventus, if Paris Saint-Germain. But next summer, I expect him to leave. In January, impossible.
0: And finally, the big one. I know we've touched on it a bit, but it might be too early to say, but Lionel Messi.
1: <laughs> this is the, the biggest question of the year, I, I think. Um, at the moment, everything is open, really. So I would say Barcelona has good chances still, but also Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain are ready to go on Lionel Messi if he will decide to leave Barcelona. So it's an open race for Leo. Messi. I think for this kind of player, it will be a transfer. It will be like part of the history of football. So we have to respect his decision and when he will take his decision, we will see what's going on.
0: Absolutely. Well, that just about wraps it up uh, for Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Really big pleasure. And when you want, here I am. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And uh, thanks for everyone watching or listening. Uh, If you enjoyed it, then um, make sure to tune into the next one. I'll see you later.